you want to open up your Bibles, your Bible apps, whatever you use to read the Word of God, to Mark 12, 28 through 31. We're going to be reading a passage out of there today. Um, this is a very common passage, a passage most churches, most people teach about, most people use all the time. So when you hear me start reading it, um, don't just back right out right away going, oh, I've heard this enough, I've heard this enough, I don't want to hear it anymore. Um, just give me a chance. I'm going to take kind of a different spin on this. I'm going to um, show you guys some things in it that God recently just taught me about. I've read this verse 50 to 100 times before God actually showed me this different side of it. So I think this will be really good for you. Again, if you've read the verse a thousand times, if you've heard tons of people teach about it, don't worry. It's going to be a little bit different today. So again, Mark 12, 28 through 31. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And so, what I just want to focus on is the last commandment he put in there, right? He said there's two commandments that are equally as important. So I just want to focus on this last one, right? The love your neighbor as yourself. And again, again, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times. You've read this verse all the time. People teach on this verse all the time. But I want to look at it differently. So I was reading this the other night, and I'm like, love your neighbor as yourself. And I finally stopped and asked this question. I go, okay, well, what if you don't love yourself, <laughs> right? Because the, the verse is saying love your neighbor as you love yourself, really, is what it's saying. But if you don't love yourself, how am I supposed to love others, and so that's the question I asked. And uh, it was just so interesting to me. I started thinking about this. I started going, man, why is it that we're in, a, we're in this society right now that really struggles to love one another, right? People seem to be very selfish, very self-centered in this society. And I'm like, why is that? And I think the answer comes from the second part of the verse is love yourself, right? It's so important that we love ourselves, and I don't mean this in a narcissistic way that, like, oh, man, I'm the greatest, I'm the coolest, I'm so awesome. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, love who God made you to be. That's what, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying loving yourself. Love who you are. Love your personality, or what you look like, stuff like that. Not Again, not in the narcissistic way where you're obsessed with yourself, but in the way of you have confidence in yourself. You like who you are. You love your personality. But we seem to be in a society where that's not a thing right now, Right? You can see this all over the place. You see it with people constantly wanting plastic surgery. You see it now in this community of people who say, be whoever you want to be. Do whatever you want to do. That'll make you happy, right? We're, we're in this society where we don't even know who we are anymore. We're trying to be someone else constantly on a daily basis. People don't understand how to love themselves. And the crazy part is we, we teach if you just, you know, just, just be whoever you want to be, you will be happy. That, that's the thing that people teach nowadays. You know, just be whatever. You're going to be happy. When it's crazy, as people are doing that, but yet we're seeing the highest rate of suicide we've ever seen in this nation. Not only is it the highest, but it's constantly climbing. We're seeing shootings happen left and right. We're seeing so much hatred towards ourselves, towards one another right now in the society that's supposed to be happier, right? We're supposed to be just letting everyone be whoever they want to be, and we're supposed to be happier, but yet we're not. So what do we do? How do we... How do we love ourselves then, right? That's the question. How do I love myself then so I can love my neighbor, so I can be loving towards everyone else, right? So I can love them the way Christ would love them. How do I love myself first then? Honestly, the answer may seem simple, but it's not that easy, right? The answer is actually kind of hidden in the first part of this. And it starts with seeking God with all your heart and allow him to define who you are. 
Right. So we teach as Christians, when you come to Christ, when you become a new believer, you need to die to yourself. But most of the time, that's as far as we get in our teaching is just die to yourself. The problem is we don't teach that you need to be rebuilt in Christ. You need to live as Christ, right? We don't teach these things. The only way to do that is if I'm constantly daily in communion with him. I'm always with him in prayer, in reading, whatever it is. You know, one of my buddies called it the secret place. We need to get into the secret place with God. And what that means is getting away from the world, getting away from technology, from people, and just being with him. Whatever that looks like for you, whether it's praising him, worshiping him, it's praying, it's reading, it's doing all these things. It doesn't matter how you do it. It just matters that we do it. And when you do those things, when you're constantly in communion with God, he will start to speak into your life on who you are. He will start to show you who you can be and who he's called you to be. And when you take that to heart and you truly believe every word he's giving you, you'll love yourself. And when you do, you can then finish off the rest of the commandment of love your neighbor as yourself, right? Once you love yourself, loving your neighbor becomes natural. It becomes easy. I'm great evidence of that, man. I'm not perfect right now. I promise you, there's still people I struggle to love. But when I first came to Christ, I couldn't stand myself. I I guarantee I could not. But yet I started to just soak on his word, soak in his word, right? I started to let it just come into me, started to let it define who I was. And I really just held onto it as the truth. And it completely changed me into a person who now can love others. I promise you, if you've met me recently, this is not who I was before Christ. But I allowed him to speak into my life as to who I was. I don't allow everyone else to. And to be honest with you, I love myself. Again, not in a narcissistic way, but I love who God's called me to be. And so I'm telling you, if we do this, the rest of this verse becomes so easy. The rest of this commandment becomes easy. And if we, if we can start loving other people, man, it's crazy how much this society could change as a whole. So with that, I just want to close in some prayer. Father, we just thank you for how good you are, Lord. Thank you that no matter what's going on in our life, you're working great things for us, Father. That you're constantly calling us closer to you, Lord. We ask that you continuously pull us to We want to be close to you, Father. And when we are close to you, we ask that you continue to pour into our lives, Lord. Teach us who we are. Tell us who we are, Father. Speak life into us, Lord. Show us who we are. Give us direction, Father, so we can love ourselves and in turn love others the way you want us to love them, Father. Again, we thank you. We praise you, Lord, because you are good. You are great and you are holy, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.